This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. It seems like I have been away for so long with the Christmas break. I hope you had a great Christmas. I know that the Lord was glorified in your homes. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, anything and everything that's on your heart. Today, as you know, is a special program because Paula is live in studio. It's the day, day edition of the program. And we're here together. If there's anything on your heart you want to talk about, all you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. Uh, you can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and send in your questions. If you're driving in your car, I remind you every day the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, 340-9585. Paula, you're back. Yes. Thank you. Welcome me. <laughs> <laughs> you're so cute. Because um, I say this kind of thing. I didn't hear that. You're so cute. Oh, th- thank you. I, yeah. I wasn't sure that's what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're cute, <laughs> Pastor You seem like you've been gone forever. You just had a show on Monday. I know, but I know. to take days off, you know, I, I don't know. do well with days off. That's right. Um, <laughs> like, like we won't have, we didn't have church yesterday, and so Sunday until Friday is an eternity to not see my my friends and family. But it was it was sweet that we got to spend quite a bit of time with our our not biological but our church family yesterday. So that was kind of cool. So anyway, yeah. So I understand what you're talking about. Well, I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing a, a, a year end kind of a year look forward message tomorrow night. Okay. Here at Calvary Chapel. Okay. Um, and then um, and then we start into a new year. I, I've got one more Sunday in 2019. So in case it's like the last message ever, if Jesus decides to come, mm-hmm. uh, Luke chapter 22. Okay. And uh, and then who knows uh-huh. about 2020. I know. You know, Pastor Ryan, you are cute. I'm looking at your your haircut that you got on Tuesday. I had noticed it uh, up close. Dawn did a really good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's longer than usual because I got my haircut a day earlier. You see, the holiday schedule even interrupts with haircuts. Yeah, yeah, no, but she did good. Um, but anyway, thank you for welcoming me onto this 
Thursday date day show. Okay, now before you start. Yes. The question that I had <laughs> on Monday's program. I know, I know. Does Paula always submit? And you said that I was at home cracking up. Yes, I was. You know me really well, huh? But, yeah, no, I, I think I do pretty well, Pastor Ron. <laughs> and then we were laughing. If you do say so yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, um, you know, the Holy Spirit is probably checking me like, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, you need some work, girl. But, no, I, I think I do pretty well, even when those times, and the, the truth is, I mean, really, who wants to submit? Um, and it's easier to submit to you, Pastor Ron, when you're right with me you know when you're doing what i think you should be doing i have no issue it's only those times when you know i'm not in full agreement with you know what you're you're saying or what you think we're we're supposed to be doing but have you ever had any of those times where you didn't agree with me? Oh, oh maybe over <laughs> well we're going to be together almost 50 years and um but don't hold the past against me. I've been a believer now for 28 years. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to say 29. that. Almost 29. Yeah, I wasn't okay. going to say that. Um, so maybe, you know, we weren't always saved in those times, even though not even being saved, you kind of know you're supposed to. But for 29 years, I've been like almost perfect, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning's going to strike yeah. us both. But no. Um, but yeah, the, the scripture says... Um, you know, that uh, iron sharpens iron. And I think we've done pretty well. You know, you've learned how to be a good leader, and I've, I've learned, I'm learning how to be a much better follower, I think. But, yeah, I think I, I submit to you pretty well. Um, even if I disagree, um, I usually just go into the bedroom or inside of my head. I can hear the Lord say, if you will trust me, I'll take care of you. But if you want to take matters into your own hands and have this fight on your own, then you go ahead. I'll just sit back and watch you make a mess. And then later when you come and say, you know, I'm so sorry, Lord, then I'll, I'll, have, I'll help you clean this up. But you can avoid the mess up if you'll just shut up and um, submit as unto the Lord in all things. He's pretty good at taking care of us when we do what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm, huh? mm -hmm. And you know, the thing is, Pastor Ron, that I've learned over the years, and that's why this, I think this Titus 2 ministry that the Lord is kind of having me, um, I don't know, it just keeps stirring in my heart like I'm, I, I need to be doing something. Not that I have all the answers, but it's one of those been there, done that kind of ministries um, where I can say Christianity 101, this is what I've learned. And then usually what happens is people come along and they tell me their stories and I can say, oh, yeah, I already did that. Don't do that. Don't repeat that. Why don't you share for a minute? Because this is the first time you mentioned Titus 2 ministry on the program. Really? I thought so, I mentioned that last week because um, I have it here on my paper that I brought that up. I, I'm not sure we got there. Oh, anyway, okay. why, don't you, why don't you take a minute? Okay. Um, you know, we're, we're uh, Titus 2 in uh, verses 3 through 5, where it says, teach the older women to live in a way that honor God, honors God. And that's what I've been kind of learning how to do over these many years. Um, <clears throat> in this New Living Translation, um, but teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train. It doesn't say should. In, in the NLT, it says must. 
train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes. You know, we got so many of us running around. We, we're helping everybody else, you know, in their home and helping them with their family and stuff, and yet our own home and family is in shambles. To do good and to be submissive to their husbands. Here's the purpose. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. And so that's the whole thing. Learning how to uh, submit to our husbands as unto the Lord, and, and the Lord says in everything, um, shows how much we love God, shows how much we trust him with ourselves. You know, Lord, if I put my hands down and heart open, and our ministries always must start at home. If I put my hands down and my heart open, um, I'm going to be vulnerable and taken advantage of. Um, you know, I, I used to not want to share with you some of my intimate secrets kind of thing or my fears for fear that it would turn back on me and, you know, I'd be like, I wish I hadn't shared that with you. That's what you're going to do with that, that kind of thing. And so there's a lot of ladies who are going through that very same thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I'm able to tell them, hey, look, there's some things that you should share, and there's a whole lot of things that you shouldn't share. You know, um, I think you've said on this program before, things that happened before you were saved, um, you know, we, we have this tendency you think, oh, oh, no secrets, so I got to dump everything when that's not wise in a bunch of cases, and that's men and women, um, just to get stuff off, you know, our, our hearts or our shoulders so we don't carry any baggage, but then what we're doing is actually dumping our garbage onto our spouse who didn't need to, yeah. you know, have, yeah. have that. Boy, I feel better, but I've ruined her life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and I've learned because I did a couple of those things to you that, you know, um, yeah, that, that now we both have to, everyone, the enemy can pick and poke, um, and that's unnecessary. So, again, this Titus 2 ministry, they ask questions, and not that I have all the wisdom, because I think what I'm, the Lord is kind of di- directing me to do is have other older, mature, godly women um, kind of join with me, and we'll be able to answer some questions and maybe hopefully help the younger ones to walk where we should have, would have, could have walked at had we known. If if I'd have had somebody, a godly woman, come along when I first got saved, um, it would have been a, a, a great help for me. But I didn't have that. So anyway, so that's where I think the Lord is directing me. Um, and the whole purpose is then they will not bring shame on the Word of God. And what I tell the ladies even now is, when you're at home and you're putting these things into practice and you don't see any results or you're putting these things into practice and you want to scream, don't scream at your husband, don't scream at your children, you can give me a call and then we'll pray and and get redirected. Um, and I wish, again, I would have had that same thing, that instead of just venting, because um, I don't let the people just vent, I say, okay, let's pray so we can get a different perspective. I can remember so, I mean, I would be so upset, and I would sit on the bed, and the, and the Lord would tell me, this is the way you say, I really love Ron. <laughs> How could you, Lord? <laughs> you know, I really, really love him. And um, 
never remember, Paula, you said you, you're mine, and um, hands down, heart open, can I use you? Will you be available like you said? Um, and so you have to revisit that. And so, the, But the Lord would say over and over again, I really love him. I, I just love him so much. And after a while, it's like, you know what, Lord? I'm so glad because at one time before I was saved, he was probably saying that to somebody, I really love her. Will you pray for her for me? Will you, will you go and tell her how much I love her? And so every time he would remind me, I really love Ron. So at first I'd be like, I've heard this before, Jesus. All right. I'll hang in there, you know. And, so, and, and I'm so, so glad I did. Just so glad I did. And then we will not bring shame on the Word of God. Now, do I always agree with you? Do I always want to submit to you? No, to answer that person's question. Um, but do I end up submitting to you um, in the long run? Yes. And so if any, if any ladies out there and they just say, I am not submitting. We have one lady sit in our living room when we still lived in California. Her husband's there, and they had three boys. And her husband had made so many bad choices, and they were in financial straits. And she said, in front of her husband, in front of you and me, in front of her three boys, I will submit to God, but I will never, ever again submit to him. He has made such a mess. I wanted to die for her. You know, she, she wanted to fix her problems, and she can't. So she thought she could take control and... God never lets us have control over anything. No. You you know, Paula, one of the things that um, um, I want to say to the men in the audience, um, while while Paula said, in the end, yes, she submits to my spiritual leadership, uh, I've never once had used the word submit in a conversation with you. Unless I'm teaching the Bible, Mm -hmm. I've never used that word. No. I think we men say, woman, submit to me kind of thing. I mean, that's our attitude. Mm -hmm. And, and, And what happens is, is we, we we kind of build a wall between us, and when when we're one flesh, and there's a wall that's been erected between us, mm-hmm. it simply doesn't work that way. So it's just one of those things that that uh, we're going to talk about. 2020 being our most Jesus year ever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what what we really need to do is is be obedient ourselves. Yeah. You know, my prayer is um, I want to love Jesus more. And I want to love you more, openly and deeper, because then I will not bring shame on the Word of God. And the Lord has been telling me, too, um, uh, in the Hebrews 12 thing, uh, to uh, take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. And if I love Jesus more and love you more, then everything else is going to work out. And so that's been my prayer. If anybody wants to join with me in that, that would be very, very helpful. Paul, let's take a break. We've got two phone calls waiting. Let's go to San Antonio. Jeff on line one. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the air. I should just hang up because I love what you're talking about. I just interrupted your flow. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's all right. I missed you on Monday, so it's okay. It's good you called today. Yeah, I missed you all, too. I've missed you all for like two weeks. I thought today would be like a recorded show. Y'all are at home resting, but wow, I can't believe it's date day for real. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing really well. Thank you. 
I got, I got oh. to spend the day with my Christmas present named Ron. Oh, with his cute haircut. You that's know awesome. that's right. You don't even know. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> hey, I have your book. It's in my car, so anytime you show up, um, I can just run out oh. there and get it. I almost stopped in there today. I, I was running, but no, I have to tell you, you know, I wanted to call you after listening to your Philemon uh, Monday night, and, and I had heard a couple of things, but, and you know, uh, that correlated with, with Pastor Ron's teaching on Isaiah 63, and both of you had mentioned about, you know, us, you know, when, when Christians start to become really hard on themselves, and, and, and I really appreciated how you talked Paula, about purposeful forgetting and, mm-hmm. and purposeful remembering. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just going to ask you a little bit about that. But I have to tell you that I listened to the to the uh, Christmas Eve service, and those testimonies were just splendid. <laughs> Esther Miller, what I, Brown. I remember just yeah. I don't don't forget the Brown, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stumbling, stumbling blocks become stepping stones, and and and, and disappointments become God's appointments. You know. Mm-hmm. And then Bob and Sherry, wow, and her three points, and just just all that happened there was that young Christian, seventy-year-old Christian man, and then AJ at the end. Wow, I mean that mm-hmm. was just really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Thank, yeah. thank so, you, Jeff. We're going anyway, we're going to talk about that. Okay, and I'll hang up. We're gonna, want to say hi. Okay, God hi. bless you. We're going to talk about the the, the Christmas, Christmas testimonies in just a, a couple of moments. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeff. Let's go to Ray. Thank you for holding Ray on line two. You're on the air. Well, hello and happy New Year coming up. Um, That's right, I and just, to you. Your 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 opening business on. Uh, uh, Paula saying, well, when she was not wanting to submit and go into the and all of that and being told, well, I really love Ron, it just reminded me of y'all's personal experience with the the your parents, you know, and your mom saying, well, if Ron, if you love her, I love her. And I just it just touches my heart. I don't know if everybody knows all about that or not, but I'll I'll just listen on the radio and thank, thank you, you so Ray. much for who you guys thank are. You. Thank you, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Ray's reference is it wasn't my mom; it was my grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, people take it for granted now, Paula. But being a mixed race couple. 50 years ago was way different than it is now. <laughs> and I was disowned. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had, I was forced to make a choice. And um, my grandma, my, my dad, just one time he said, uh, we're all talking and, and he said, well, I'm just too old to change. And my grandma uh, said, Roger, that was my dad's name. Uh, I'm older than you are. And if Ronnie loves her, I'm going to love her. And that was just a, my grandma, of course, was a believer, and um, it was just uh, one of those things that you go through. You see the kind of the hand of God moving on your behalf before you even know the Lord. Uh, and for me, that was just a huge, huge thing because I, I saw what love and acceptance, biblical love and acceptance was. Now, if, if I'd been in a, an ungodly relationship, 
my grandma wouldn't have wouldn't have said that, but but uh, you know she just made a choice to stand with and for Jesus, and and what a great testimony that was to both of us. We were unbelieving kids back then, mm-hmm. but uh, boy, fifty years seems like it's gone quickly, doesn't it? I know, yeah. I miss her. She was so sweet. But yeah, reminding us of our past, you know, as far as where we came from and that. And, and, you know, instead of saying, oh, woe is me, poor me, again, you know, what Jeff was saying too, that purposeful forgetting, forgetting what is behind. Um, And then uh, purposeful remembering is, you know, anyone who's in Christ is a new creation. Old things pass away, all things become new. And so we could hold on to, you know, being bitter and unforgiving and all of that. But I remember calling Roger, my father-in-law, who really wasn't around, you know, because he was just, he didn't want to be around. Um, But calling him, you know, I'm a Christian now, and and wanting to love him and wanting to love him like his son, Jesus loved him so much. Um, And so I called him one time to see if he would come and visit us, and you know. You're not going to try to convert me, right? You don't live in the, the church and use a couple of colorful words. And no, no, no. And he was just, he came and he was just so rude. <laughs> and, and by the way, she did that without asking me. Yeah, yeah. It was, when she said that to me, she said, uh, uh, we have to talk. I called your dad and invited him to come and yeah. play golf with us mm-hmm. and just spend a few days with us. And I said, well, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. And she goes, well... The other part of the story, he he said, yes, he's coming. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, so that may be in one of those times. We can, that's like cha-ching. Maybe I wasn't so submissive on that day because I waited for you to walk out the door. You didn't ask. I didn't ask. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's one of those things where I knew I should have asked. Yeah. But I didn't. So, okay, I didn't submit that day. (laughs) Too good. (laughs) And that was right after we got to Texas. That was right after we got to Texas. Our son Terry was coming, and so I thought, oh, I'll roll for some. Yes, I'll call him and and see. But I just wanted to, you know, love on him. You know, how sometimes we get that, if I just say one more thing, if I do one more thing, maybe that'll, you know, he'll see the love of Christ, <laughs> and, you know, and he'll, he'll get saved one day. And, I think, Paula, uh, you were convinced that you could change everything just... Jesus is with you, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I really totally believe that. That's why this Titus 2 thing is, I can tell people, you're not the one who's going to change anybody. You just live the life, you witness to them, and it's up to the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you a question. We've we, we got just under three minutes okay. for this half. We'll, we'll go into the testimonies and kind of a quick year in review mm-hmm. in the second half of the program. Uh, and, and calls are still welcome at 340-9585. But, um, um, you know, Paula, there's been a lot of people over the years who believe that they could use you to gain influence with me. Oh, I know. You go talk to Pastor Ron. You change this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, he'll do what you want him to do. Mm-hmm. And and how, how have you handled that over the years? I'll say, you know what? I have married a godly, stubborn man. And I'm really happy with that. But please don't try to use me to change his mind um, because he's following Jesus, and I'm good with that. And so, yeah. But, yeah, you can tell when people want to do that. And sometimes they just flat out say, um, well, you know how you can change his mind, you know. Um, And I was like, yeah, I know how I can try 
but I know my husband. And then, no. I said, we came to San Antonio. I told him, no, we're not going. If God wanted us to come to San Antonio, he would have told me first. And my husband said, you know, why don't you just pray? You know, if God's big enough to tell me where we're going to go, he's big enough to change your heart about it. And, you know, that really totally convinced me. And so, no, if, if I know if the Lord has told you to do something, um, he's either going to bring it through. And if you heard wrong, I still don't need to interject my opinion or anything in that. All I need to do is, and I've learned this over the years, too, is go in the bedroom and say, Lord, that man you gave me. (laughs) He's so faithful that he thinks he can jump off a building and fly. You know, Paula, when we, 20 (laughs) 20 years ago, when we started the free school, that was, Mm -hmm. that was a, our our first monumental. No, 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 no. For me, the first one was the radio program. The first one was the radio program, Pastor Ron. We didn't have money to pay our rent. And you're on the phone with Raw Reese's Church, and they say, we can't pay for the radio program first day because they had somebody come in and do something underhanded. And so they were in a bind. So we can't be on. And I heard you say, well, okay, if we pay for it to the radio station, is that okay? I'm thinking, no, that's not okay. (laughs) Say no. (laughs) You can hear the music. We're at the end of the first half hour, 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand on for life, the date, day edition. We will be back on the other side of the break. We'll see you in two minutes. Got a question for Pastor Ron and the word to stand on for life? You can send it to him via email at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Date Day edition of the program, 340-9585. Paula, let's just kind of change gears. If anybody has any questions or they want to okay. want to hear uh, any more of what we were talking about, they can they can ask. But... Um, we're at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's going to be my year-end um, message, sort of going into a new year. Didn't you just give that? <laughs> yeah, it seems like it was a week ago. Um, um, but but I, I think people would be interested in in um, sort of your impressions of 2019. Um, just sort of what what's what sticks out in your mind? Hmm. Well. That you're still here because, you know, after the two years of surgery, this has been a good year. This has really been a good year. I mean, you're, I don't know, is that the ninth change of your teaching? It just got deeper and and, uh, more urgent. You know, I mean, there was just. um, uh, Two heart surgeries will do that. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, hey. You know, we don't have as much time as we think. And you've always said this since, I don't know, for as long as I've known you. um, We wake up every day like it's just a regular day. But people just don't know. Today could be their last day. Um, And to live um, 
for Jesus every day. So as you walk around, uh, you're looking. Are they saved? Are they not saved? Give me an opportunity, Lord. Um, and you are pretty good about jumping at, at that. So to be watching um, you this year and the teaching has been more urgent. Um, and, the, of course, you've always said just be with Jesus, but it's, it's like, no, really, just be with Jesus. And he's going to lead you and guide you in the right way. He's going to keep you from uh, divulging in your flesh. It's just been there's an urgency about um, what you've been teaching. And, and, you know, we have 10 pastors here, including you. And listening to them, uh, they say a lot of the same things that you say. Uh, they've, caught, they've all caught the vision here. And um, I don't know. There is an urgency, a sense of urgency. And so that's, that's been, I guess, my number one impression. Uh, and you've put yourself out. A little bit more. You're, I'm more the social one, and you're the one who kind of teaches the people. And you're good in in like smaller groupings around you, but you have put yourself in the middle of even more. Um, I don't know, just it, the urgency thing. So that's been my big impression. I got sad. You mentioned ten pastors. We're going to lose one of them real soon. Yeah, I know. Uh, pastor Chris, our our uh, Spanish language pastor. Mm-hmm. Is is leaving uh, early in January. January fourteenth. They're planning a, a, a new church out of this one in Michoacan, Mexico, yeah. and I would ask everybody to keep Pastor Chris and Elvira in your prayers. Um, I don't know what we're going to do without them. We're going to miss them so much. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the hard thing when you, you raise people up and you want them to do what God says. Yeah. You really do, yeah. but. I, I, what I've found over the years is that when God sends somebody out, He doesn't send like your mediocre people. He sends the best you got, and it's really hard. We lost Ellis just recently mm-hmm. as he opened the church on the northwest side here in town, mm-hmm. and and now Chris. So two of them back to back. It's going to be really hard. And not only are they dear, dear friends, yeah. uh, they're family, and we love them so much. And Chris is such a gifted teacher. Mm-hmm. And Elvira has just, she just prays, you know. And I was telling her the other day, I said, man, I know I want you to do what God wants you to do. But when I see Elvira, it's like, okay, the world's fine. We're mm. good. We're good. And so now to not have her here, it's just going to be a real different cold transition for me, I think. Yeah. You know, Paul, I said uh, last year that uh, 2019, in, in, the, in the message, in fact, that I'm doing tomorrow night, uh, I said in in that corresponding year, I said 2019, the Lord spoke in my heart, it's going to be the year of the spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we get a wrong impression of what spectacular means. We're looking for miracles and, and, and you know, uh, all the answers to our prayers and events. Mm-hmm. And it's not that at all. And uh, when Jeff called a little while ago, and, and he mentioned the, the Christmas Eve service, um, we've we've been privy to so many spectacular transformations in people's lives. Mm-hmm. So many of them. Uh, our Christmas Eve services, uh, for those of you who have never been here, um, you know they're different. We 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 don't just do the traditional stuff, um, but but the Lord always chooses three people or three, three sets. sets of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, uh, so he's been doing something pretty spectacular in their lives, and they share. 
and and uh, all of them were great. But but for me personally, when 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 Bob shared that he was seventy years old, thought he was a Christian, but mm-hmm. no way, not even close. Mm-hmm. And to see what God has done in his heart, and to see not only his wife Sherry's faith rewarded, but to see God blow her mind, because she was convinced she was gonna gonna live this life that's frustrated and mm-hmm. with a with a, a guy that isn't saved and they have nothing in common and all of a sudden and it happened in a pretty quick span of time mm-hmm. all of a sudden god just absolutely changed bob's heart and it is so rare that somebody 70 years old gets saved it really is yeah. and and yet his heart was open god touched his heart and, and it's an amazing thing we got to hear that story mm-hmm. um Esther, who spoke uh, first uh, on Tuesday night, um, you know, she she said her her role in life is to plan. She's a planner, mm-hmm. and and the thing about God is He never lets us make plans. <laughs> He's always changing our plans so so that we have to depend on Him. And to listen to her story and what God has done and how he's given her the desires of her heart, but in a way that is completely non-conventional. Uh, and then AJ, who uh, was facing 17 counts of really yeah, he, serious He told us, if you uh, Google his name, yeah, he'll yeah, come yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the news and everything. I didn't know. I knew he had been in trouble, but I didn't know to what extent. And I haven't Googled his mm-hmm. name. You know, he's a new person, but I didn't know just how bad it was. Well, see, there was a grandma praying. Yeah. And and uh, he was facing twenty years, and there was just no way that mm-hmm. that anything was going to 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 change that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't even saved yet, and God changed it all to prepare the road for him to come to Christ. Now he's been saved a year. He got saved at Christmas last year, mm-hmm. and um, he is a completely different human being. Yeah. And and he got to tell that story and share. So so we've seen literally hundreds of those spectacular stories this year. Um, I think about uh, uh, Pastor Elaine and Jocelyn. Uh, they've traveled all over. Um, God sort of revived her uh, singing career for his glory now. Because she was hiding out. Yeah, she she, she was definitely yeah. hiding out. She didn't want anybody to know that life. She didn't want to bring it up, scared to death that she might fall back into the old her and it was. It's just been spectacular, yeah. like you're saying. Yeah, just got a little push, Joss. You're wasting. Not that you're wasting, but you could be using your voice for great, greater ministry. And you know, we love you here. It's great. You're going to always be here at Calvary Chapel San Antonio. But God wants to do more. And you, they've been talking about the people of the Philippines. We want them to know Christ. They're they're steeped in Catholicism, and they just don't know and. You know, when you pray, and you say this all the time, when you pray, ask the Lord that you might be the one to be the answer to that prayer. And sure enough, you know, you sort of pushed her like, Joss, you need to be using your voice for God's glory now. No, Pastor Rondo, and and Elaine was in agreement with you. Why are you guys making me do this? And now it's like, wow, I can't believe I was so hesitant. Now they're putting pressure on me to go to the Philippines. Yeah, August, we're going, baby, <laughs> we're, we're going. And I, I don't travel well, so mm-hmm. that's really going to be a stretch for me, but the Lord made it really, really clear. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be taking a church trip, and again, I don't know how many people will go or be able to afford to go, uh, but we're doing a, 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 a ministry at the Calvary Chapel Bible College on their 25th anniversary. They've been trying to get me to come there and teach forever. Mm-hmm. 
And I just always say no because I don't travel well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going into Manila to do a big concert slash crusade um, where Jocelyn, because she's famous there, she'll fill the place. And, and we, we just know that people are going to get saved. Yeah. So it's just, it's just one of those things. So there's some really spectacular things. Mm-hmm. But, but God does the spectacular pretty slowly. And he doesn't do it in a way that, that we would understand immediately. Mm-hmm. He just does it in a way that he gets the work done, and then he's got servants to do what he's asked them to do. Yeah. Okay, here's, here's one other, another one of many. Um, <clears throat> you know, we have the adoption and, and, and fostering ministry. And looking at a couple of the kids in the Christmas play, um, See, I might, you might have to finish this story because I'm going to cry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was thinking of Carlos in particular. Yeah. Yep. He's been through so much. You know, he's the oldest of the, the kids that got adopted, and he's seen and heard and felt so much bad that um, I hardly ever heard him, you know, talk. When he would come into the room to pray before the radio program, he would kind of be in a corner. He'd be in here, be kind of be in a corner with his arms crossed, like, I'm in the room, but I don't want to say anything, kind of thing. And to see him on stage and have a speaking, you know, <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to be loved. And God has put him and, him and, and uh, Jasper in a family who loves them patiently loving them, understanding okay, yeah, you've been through a lot and we're not going to give you back you know you have a family here I remember even Aiden in another family at at one of the baptisms the second year there, the first year there he was just kind of quiet but the second year there he was like I belong you know, to David and Amanda Mendoza I belong and to see him Blossom and along with the other kids, we've seen some real in, spectacular. In, yeah, miracles. literally in a year, we, we've seen twelve kids' lives completely changed. Wow, completely changed. Yeah. Now, now we're talking little kids yeah. who are going to now grow up knowing they're loved yeah. and and knowing that there is there is is a, a Lord and a Savior who's always had them in His hands. He's never let go, no matter the bad things that happened mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you just sit back and you shake your head and you think, Lord. Who are we to be a part of this? And what a, what a privilege and an honor it is. Yeah. And, and, and again, we've just seen story after story after story mm-hmm. uh, along those lines where the only thing you can do is shake your head and say, God, you're always at work. Yeah. And that's think, why we've got to be yeah. always available. Yeah. Another spectacular is Gail and Victor Perez. You know, to see that what they've gone through and to see them ministering to others and... Um, running marathons with, or 10Ks or 5Ks, whatever they do, and, and with other people who've lost children. and um, Just amazing. And the, the, the perseverance to try to live, you know, Lord, we know where he is. We'll be with him one day soon. And not to go into a shell and be bitter. I mean, it's been hard. And yet the spectacular is, they want to rightly represent the Lord. They want to uh, let the world know that Jesus is good, and he's good all the time. And this was, 
he didn't cause this, but this was a plan. And now, though it's hard, we love him. And the proof of us loving him is we will serve him still with joy. You know, and uh, uh, Victor, I'm not betraying any trust here. I would never do that. But, but we have a thing. And um, um, after church, um, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, the family came up to me after the communion. And, yeah, hugging and and uh, just thanking us, and mm-hmm. you know, we're telling them how much we love them. Um, he whispered in my ear. He said. 2020 is going to be my most Jesus year ever. Mm-hmm. And, and you just think about how difficult that is, the pain and the, 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 the constant oppression of an enemy who, who, who doesn't want them to, 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 to live lives of oh, joy. joy. I know. And, um, but, but see, that's what the power of the Holy Spirit does mm-hmm. if we give him the opportunity to have his way in, in our lives. And um, again, we've seen... In 2019, we've seen um, so many lives transformed. Um, now, obviously, we've seen people who's who've broken broken their hearts. Um, we see lots of people that refuse to come out of the pain, and and they they just sort of are engulfed by the by the discouragement and depression. Um, and yet. God's ready to do spectacular things in their lives as well. But it, it's been pretty spectacular for us, too. You know, for me, Paula, um, 2019 has been been a real different year in that, uh, you know, we always struggle financially. We don't have any money. And um, the first seven months um, of 2019... Uh, we were doing better than we've ever done. I mean, way better than we've ever done. And um, just, you know, had money to pay everybody and and uh, money left over. We and, were all caught up in everything. Yeah, everything was paid, com- huh? Yeah, completely. Just, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, Lord, after all these years of struggling, you've answered our prayers. And, and you know, you kind of get, not, not in a ugly way, but kind of get cocky. It's, 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 well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember the date, August 10th, the first 10 days of August this year were just spectacular in terms of giving. And then it just stopped. Mm-hmm. And, and from August 11th on uh, till right this moment we're sitting here, <laughs> it, it's been impossibly difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, Lord, uh, I, I know we're doing what you want us to do. Things are hard. We're constantly pleading with the Lord uh, for, for provision. And it just gets harder and harder and harder. And I'm reminded that there's never a time when it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And you just think, Lord, thought we were beyond that. And then you realize it doesn't matter what you thought. It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. one of those things where... Um, we struggle. We watch the people that are, are in it with us, the people, especially the people that, that work here. Um, they struggle along with us, and, and yet you see the work that God has done, and it really is an amazing thing mm-hmm. to consider. Yeah. You know, you're, my nickname for you is Foundational, and um, <clears throat> the people here at the school, most of them have been the same staff from the beginning. We've gone through the ups and downs, and it's like you're saying, it's always been financial, and yet 
nobody's quit. And all of our, our Calvary Chapel Christian Academy shirts, where they say, 20 year of the school. And so um, our faith is being tested and our perseverance is being proved uh, genuine and God always comes through at just the right time. And we're not asking the radio audience to send in donations or anything like that. We would never do that. Um, we're just telling you what's, what's happened here. Uh, but God has always, always, always shown off for us. And the way he does it, you know it's him. You know, I, that's the thing I like the most. Um, we could have commercials and all that kind of stuff, but we don't want to do that. We want to see the hand of God move on our behalf. And, man, does he ever do spectacular things. Somebody told me the other day that their car, um, they, couldn't, they couldn't keep making the payments, you know, a young couple. And so they lost their car. The next day, somebody from the body gave them a car. Um, this year, one of my friends said to her children, look, I'm only, I can only afford to get you each one gift. Somebody from the body filled up the bottom of their Christmas tree. Um, today, one of our friends, her dog is, and, and dogs are important. I mean, I remember when our dog, he had the last bite of everything you ate, <laughs> you know, and when he was about to die, we, we took him to the vet, but their dog is really sick, and somebody just happened to be there when they took their dog in, and they know, they know everybody's situation, and, and evidently their situation is better. So they said, we're going to help you pay for the costly um, procedures that your dog is going to go through. God just comes through. We've had that happen way too many times. People who don't even come to our church every Thanksgiving give, um, I think it was nine full boxes of different foods and then also um, $30 gift cards for you and me to distribute to people in the body. We're okay is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's hard, but it's supposed to be hard so we can look to Jesus and say, you know what, Lord, we're your little birds. It's your job to feed us, and, and we are, our hope is in you. Yeah, you know, Paul, I think for all of us, and I think the listeners, we need to be reminded of this going into a new year, is we have no right to expect that things are going to be easy. Yeah. Uh, I know that's the, the desire of our flesh for sure, but we have no right to to to, to expect that things are going to be easy. In fact, uh, one of my life verses is First Corinthians four two is required that every man given a trust by God must prove faithful, mm-hmm. and our faithfulness isn't proven when everything is going great. Yeah. Our faithfulness to God is proven uh, by how we respond in those times of trial, and um, you know it's it's just. A fact of life, if you're serving the Lord, you're going to be tested yeah. at every single step. Yeah. And it seems like our ministry is tested um, to us. It seems like tested more than others. I'm sure that's not the case. But but, but we're, we're tested so often, and it's always in this area of provision. Mm-hmm. So those are just really, really difficult things. But... You know, what are we told in the scriptures? Not to, not to think it's strange when you're going through trials of many kinds. Yeah. And, and yet we act so often like it's strange. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that we want to do going into a new year is we want to look back at the year that we've had. 
We want to look at our failures. We want to go back to that place, um, um, repent of, of that sin, and then say, okay, Jesus, let's walk together into a new year. And our most Jesus year ever doesn't mean uh, the most abundant financially. It doesn't mean that nobody's going to get sick or our hearts aren't going to be broken. It just means that we're going to get so close to Jesus mm-hmm. that there really isn't anything else that we could do. There's nowhere else we could turn yeah. and, uh, with just, okay, Jesus, it's just you and me. Whatever it, whatever it takes, we're going to do the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm thinking of even parents right now. You know, how hard that can be. You're saying it's not going to be easy because we got quite a few people whose children are, are rebelling. They're just flat out rebelling right now. And, you know, you've been telling them and I keep telling them, you know, you're going to have to let your kids go and make their choice. Do they want to serve Jesus or they want to serve themselves and in this world? And um, to tell them, let your kids go. You can't keep financing them. You know, they're of age now. They want to go and live like an adult, you know, sinning. Let them go. Well, where are they going to go? That's on them. That's not on you. And the ones who who fight and rebel that, they end up maybe one day getting to, to that point, but with a lot more pain than they needed to. And, and their kids get to that place of feeling like they're entitled even more so. Mm. And, um, you know, that's one of the really spectacular things we've had this year. We've had kids come home. Yeah. We've had kids that have made bad choices, rebelled against mm-hmm. God, come home sort of, um, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what I was thinking. It wasn't me. Yeah. We, we had a young woman who was a part of our church for many years, and she came back. Her kids were so small, now they're so big. And she came back, and, and the first thing she said to me was, Dad, can I come back? Mm. Because we're a family. Yeah. Can I come back? Of course you can come yeah. back. And, and to see that reunion mm-hmm. is, is just, it's just God keeping his promises to yeah. us. Yeah. So that can be a spectacular for, for many if they, we would just all do. Like, does, does Mama Paula always submit? <laughs> well, she's better at it than she used to be, and she wants to be even more so that I don't bring shame on the name of God, and he gets all the glory. People are watching our lives, and it's very important that we live for Christ and not for ourselves. Well, for Paula and for me, we'd like to wish you a wonderful, wonderful new year. Mm-hmm. Um, what I say all the time, Paula, just be with Jesus, yes, be and with this Jesus. will be your most Jesus year ever. And while I'll be back tomorrow on the program to answer some questions, um, re- remember the time is getting short. Jesus is coming back soon. Merry Christmas, belated, and Happy New Year. Yep, we'll be having a Bible study tomorrow night. It will be our year-end message here at 7 o'clock at Calvary Chapel. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow on AM 630, The Word, 4 o'clock, The Word to Stand On for Life. God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. See you next year. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.